Hello, everybody. This is a very special edition of Mommy's Tell All because Tanner is in the house. Daddy's telling all. (laughs) We like to do these every once in a while. I think if you guys remember a few episodes back, Carly and Evan did one. Um, Tanner and I were on a, I guess, big road trip to Oregon to meet my nephew, which... It was interesting. Which cosmic joke. We didn't even get to meet him, sadly. It was a lot of driving. It was a lot of driving. With babies. Yes. Traveling with babies. And then sitting in hotel rooms waiting for another baby to be born. Lots of baby stuff. Our lives are dictated by babies right now. Yeah. But no, we were super excited because my brother and my sister-in-law were expecting a baby boy and our kid's first cousin by the way very first cousin um and that would make me an aunt for the very first time so we were so excited and my family was all trying to coordinate everybody to be there at the same time so that they could see emmy and brooks and that they could meet my nephew but my mother poor thing she was up there for like two weeks because everyone lives (laughs) out of state so we were trying to plan it um but of course um lindsay our yes. sister-in-law, you know, the baby came late, so we, we stuck around, and luckily enough, the baby did, in fact, come while we were in town, but due to COVID, we couldn't go to the hospital to visit. And then he had complications. And he had to stay in the hospital a couple extra days, so everyone had to leave, so we drove all the way to Oregon. Um, didn't even get to see the little guy, but... Yeah, well, he ended up having, I guess, rapid breathing, and he had he was Coombs positive, which is what Emerson was. I had totally forgotten that it was even, that was even a thing until um, they mentioned that. But Emerson was Coombs positive too, which happens when one parent has negative blood. So I guess I'm pretty sure my brother. I don't know, because I'm O negative, so I think my brother's negative blood, too. So the baby must be negative. So the negative blood of the baby mixed with the positive blood of his mother, and it can actually be fatal for, I think, the baby and even sometimes the mom. You're just confusing me. All, All I know is that we didn't get to see the baby. Our baby had it. This baby had it. He had rapid breathing, and obviously with COVID, they were probably worried about his... Right. Respiratory system. But the good news is he's good now. He's home. He's home now. We just haven't seen him yet. Bad news is we had to drive 13 hours with two babies in our car. Just one. That's 13 hours one away. Right. 26 hours total. (laughs) Just to go chill in a hotel. But it was fun. We got to see Jade's family. The kids got to drive a long ways, which I'm not sure they loved. But yeah, let's talk about that. How was a road trip? Because we're we're in, we're in COVID time, so everyone's flying less. So I'm sure a lot of you, if have, you have vacation if you, plans, yeah, if you have vacation plans, maybe you've altered them. Maybe you've decided to drive. Um, you know, I, I feel like road trips are going to be up this year if plane travel is down. And many of you listening to this podcast, I'm sure, have children. And it was our first attempt to go far with two babies, um, and it wasn't that fun i mean we when we moved to california we crossed i guess half the country with emerson right but she was 15 months and it was just her and the dogs i guess 
But that wasn't so bad. And no, because she, she just chilled. She was like the right age to just like kind of hang. But this time she's in full toddler mode and Brooks is still pretty young where he doesn't quite understand or, you know, he just goes through his baby emotions. Well, and he doesn't do the iPad. So right. we can give Emmy a movie. Right. But Brooks could care less. He just doesn't, he's just not an iPad. For one, we don't try to give our kids iPads until they're over a year. But for two, uh, we, you, he just, you do what you got to do on road trips. Yeah. Well, yeah. Emerson, she watched a couple movies. She watched like Boss Baby like a hundred times. But uh, Brooks, he just doesn't, he's not interested in that stuff. So he'll, I'll give him a book or I'll give him his passy or give him a snack. But he's not, he's not a toddler. He can't live off snacks and iPads. So there was a few big. Like I can. Like Tanner can. Snacks and iPads, baby. <laughs> How to keep a husband happy on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a few big meltdowns where it was really hard because it wasn't his nap time and we still had to keep going to make it. So there was a couple big cry fests. It was tough. Was and it's hard to, it's hard because Jade and I, one of the one of our favorite things to do, like pre kids, was to travel together. It's it's something that we bonded over. But I've feel like I just don't want to go anywhere right now in life. And I'm not sure if I should feel that way, if I should just buck up and take the kids. But like I'm now that we have especially a third on the way, like I'm dreading any sort of travel, whether it's air, car, bus, heck, walking past the mailbox even. I just want to stay home with my kids. Anything that involves loading the children up, Tanner's again. It stresses me out. I mean, all all the um, car seats and strollers and luggage for them and diapers diapers and and food for them and then if they just cry the whole time or if it's a meltdown it's like i am more stressed while traveling instead of just chilling at home with all our creature comforts and our routines and like am i being crazy or should i just stay home for the next five years like wake me up in 2025 and then we can go somewhere i mean that is a big debate i don't want us to like lose something that we love because we do like traveling. So it is kind of like, do we bring the kids or do you and I just plan every year to just do two little like weekend getaways, just yeah. you and me. And then once the kids are a little bit older, we can start. Well, yeah, cause we need to find again. the balance. Cause I, I do want our kids to join us. Cause I, I do have, don't hear what I'm not saying everyone. I'd love spending the time with them. And there are moments that are of pure joy on these trips where it's like, Oh my God, I'm so glad they came along and we got to experience this as a family and I got to watch them do this. But on the flip side, there is equally bad times. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know how I need to get over my fear of traveling with kids because my first few experiences just honestly haven't been that enjoyable it's been more stressful than enjoyable it definitely is stressful but like you said there are times where it's really worth it um like we went to the redwoods the the big giant sequoias in northern california and that was beautiful and emmy got to get out and kind of just take that in and it's something that i've never seen in my lifetime until now and she's able to experience that as a three-year-old but also she have those memories, but also are we enriching our child's life? You know, it's, it's things like that too. I think I'm firmly against air travel <laughs> with three kids. I think that's almost easier though, because you can move around the plane with a baby. If a baby is crying, you can hand them to somebody else. If you're in the car, you have to pull over and get your kid out of the car seat or listen to them scream. See, I disagree because I have to lug like everyone because you're in charge like the kids more so. And I'm in charge of like 
three car seats, a stroller, all our luggage, and I feel like my back's going to give out. You don't carry it all on your back. You get one of those giant things that you push through the airport. It's still stressful. I know. And then what do you do with the car seats when you get there? Do you have to order an Uber or a taxi? And then you got to bring car seats every time you go in the car. (laughs) And then you already have to rent a car. But what if you're in an area that's not conducive to rentals? Like da 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 da. Oh my gosh. It's just so hard. Yeah. See, I think I'll just leave you home. Maybe that's the key. Yeah. Maybe you just need to leave me home because I'm the bad one. (laughs) You are. Tanner traveling with kids is not Tanner traveling normal. Probably like a whole different creature. Yeah, the stress. I, I, so I need tips, everyone. Send us your tips on how I can get over this phobia. I think you need a magic brownie. What, whatever it takes, I guess. Something. <laughs> Not that we do those things, but I'm just saying that might be my re- where I'm resorting. Something to just chill you out. Yeah, I need something. Okay, so I want to take a break really quick to talk about one of our sponsors. But anyways, it was interesting. We, we made it back safely. Um, and now that we're home, we just found out yes. the sex of our third child. Third baby. And if you haven't seen it on our social medias yet, Jade, I'll give you the honors. It is a... We're having... Drum roll. A baby boy. Yeah, tiebreaker. Boys finally have the uh, advantage in this house. Three to two. Yeah, but I'm like, what's funny is we all, like, Emerson wanted a sister. You thought it was a girl, but you wanted a boy. Yeah, I wanted a boy, but I just felt like it was a girl because in the ultrasound photos, it looked very similar to how Emmy looked in the ultrasound. I know that's not very scientific, but that's what I was basing it off of. And then I just thought it was a girl, too. And I don't know why. It's probably because I was leaning more towards wanting another girl. Jade definitely wanted a girl. Are you bummed? No, I'm not bummed. Were you disappointed when you saw the blue? I wasn't disappointed. I was just like really surprised and like shocked. Um, Maybe, okay, maybe the tiniest bit of disappointment, but also like I was so excited because how can you not be? So the tiniest bit of disappointment just in the fact that... I know you wanted a girl. I wanted a girl. I wanted to... Jade likes shopping for girl clothes more than boy clothes. And I think that's the whole reason. No, that's not the whole this. reason. Most of the reason. But yeah, girl clothes are so much cuter. There's a bigger selection that you can decorate their rooms. Like it's just more of a fun experience. I feel in that way, but that's only, that's like one little bit of it. I, I feel like it's like one of the reasons why I wanted another little girl is because I grew up with two younger brothers and I always wanted a sister. Right. So I feel like it was me like trying to like like vicariously live through my children yeah Yeah. i I was the same way so i wanted a brother always and i never got one so i was like selfishly thinking like oh how fun would it be for brooks to have a brother that's like so close in age because they're going to be one grade apart i mean they're going to be growing up playing against each other in sports and who knows maybe fighting over girls i mean they'll have an interesting little dynamic and i i just think it'll be fun for emmy to be like our little princess our only girl if we're done having kids and then like two boys that are super close in age. I mean, heck they can share a room when they're little and just do yeah. everything together. I think it'll, I, I think it'll be I fun. I feel that's why I was a little bit terrified of having another boy too, though, is because I don't want them to be constantly competing with each other through everything in life. So I hope they have some differences in personality to where it's not so intense, where they're always like 
at each other's throats or, you know, because that could be the the yeah. case there's too. A fine, there's a fine balance, but I, I kind of want them to be competitive with each other. I think that's fun. That sounds stressed. Talk about stress. That sounds stressful to me. But no, I, I think I kind of wanted because Emerson and then this baby will be a little bit over three years apart. I was like, well, that'd be like their sisters. They'd be three years is still close enough, but they'll have like, they'll still be. So if Emmy is a senior in high school, this baby will be a freshman in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. So they'll still have like their own like thing. So they'll, they'll still be close enough, but they won't be, in, they wouldn't be involved in each other's hair necessarily. Maybe, I guess. When uh, one of my friends was growing up, she was a freshman. Her sister was a senior. They used to butt heads a lot, too. I used to see her sister beat her up all the time. So maybe it's, maybe my point is not. Maybe it's moot. But um, Anyways, we can't change any of that now. We're having it. a boy. Can't change it now. We're pumped. Yeah. Have we picked out a name yet? Um, That's a question, too, because... We have a leftover name. Yes. I know that sounds bad to put it that way, but a leftover name from when we were naming Brooks, that we almost named Brooks. And we still like the name. Do, I guess it just... Do we a, name our, this kid that, or do we go back to the drawing board? I think we do both. I think, well, I think we keep the name, and I think we go back to the drawing board. I think we decide on a couple other names we like. And then wait to see. Because is it bad to name your child the leftover name? I don't think so. They're going to be getting leftover other stuff. Leftover clothes. Leftover attention. <laughs> That's so sad. Don't say it that way. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm sure. Yeah. Mo- I'm sure most people, if they have multiple kids of the same sex, they they just use their second and third choices and so on. Yeah, I do really feel like I'm that mom that like doesn't want to name their kid before the baby's born because I want to look at their face and know it fits them. And I feel like that's what we had such a hard time with Brooks. Well, baby faces just look like little smushed potatoes. It's not that. It's the essence. It's tell? their, like, soul. They're, they're like, feel, you know what I mean? They're, so you're going to look at their soul, not yeah, their potato smush face. Their energy, their soul, okay. the the feeling you get off of them. Like, when Emmy was born, I knew she was an Emerson. You know, there was no doubt in my mind. It just, like, like when you, Tanner uses this phrase that he says, oh, that speaks to me. That's how it is. I see my baby, and I say, oh, that name speaks. That name speaks for them. I guess we'll wait to see what that soul says then when it speaks to us. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah. It, it, well, it doesn't speak to me. It just speaks for them. Like, I feel like it just matches. Does that make sense? Kind of. But anyways, we're getting closer to the due date. Due date's end of November, but Jade comes early always. So we're going to plan on early November being ready. Um, hopefully the world is a safer, nicer place, but odds are that we're still going to be dealing with some sort of COVID stuff while you birth, which has been a concern for Jade because as we found out with this baby, we can't have visitors in the hospital. Um, you know, the, the whole mask situation in and out, who can come in? What, what, how are you feeling about a COVID birth? Which is funny that you're saying this because I've talked about it sh- briefly on the podcast. But like a month ago, you were like, oh, by the time the baby's born, that won't even be an issue. But now it's looking like COVID's sticking around and it's still going to be an issue. I mean, we have four months, five, five months left. Don't you think it'll still be here in November? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I mean, hopefully there's progress made, but I don't think there's going to be like a full-blown vaccine by then, by, from what I've read. 
So odds are, yes, you're still going to be going through hospital restrictions with COVID and, you know, our family won't yeah. be able to come in. You asked the doctor because they, they don't even let me come to the doctor appointments right now. I have to. Which is protocol. I feel like everywhere. Right. So I, I don't get to hear any of this. So what they say? They said, you you don't have to wear a mask, but I do. And I'm the only person allowed in. What, what are the rules? Um, as of now, I asked my midwife what they're doing. And I'm delivering at a birth center. So it's a little bit different than standard hospital protocol. Although it's in the hospital. Even though it's yeah. in the hospital, it's its own unit. Um, it's handled a little bit differently than the regular labor and delivery. Um, but I, as of right now, I would be allowed to labor without a mask if there is no staff in the room. If the staff is in, if the staff is present, they would like you to wear a mask. So, like when the final pushing is happening and they're in there, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. I suppose. And I have to wear one the entire time. You have to wear one the entire time. Um, right now, they are allowing a doula, but I don't think I'm going to have one just because this baby is supposed to come fast. So I'd rather hire a postpartum doula if we were going to hire one. Um, just cause I feel like that'd be more monetarily smart, but crazy times, huh? Yeah. So then should we just have it the, in the closet again and just say, screw it. <laughs> I, I watched them last time. I know what to do. That's the thing. So it's like a lot of women are opting, especially the beginning of COVID were opting for home births because they wanted their, there was times where husbands weren't even allowed to be there at the hospital. Um, but they wanted to birth the way they wanted to birth. And if you're in the safety of your own home, you're not exposing anybody. So well, that's like the valid question is, do I try to have a planned home birth, but would a midwife make it to the house in time too? Yeah, I mean, who knows with you? You're super fast, so. I don't, I'm, I, that's my whole worry. I worry that if we planned an at-home birth by the time we actually called the midwife, like if it happened like last time, she wouldn't be here and I'd just be stuck on the floor with a bunch of towels again, like almost last time, you know, <laughs> well, which, which scares me because if something happens, like I don't know what I'm doing. Right. We always, especially because yeah, we want to, we just want to be as safe as possible. Um, but last time was a little bit different because we thought we had plenty of time. This time we know we're not going to have plenty of time. Watch this time you're going to have like a 36 hour labor. We're, we're like we're we're talking about it like it's going to happen fast because everyone says if it happened fast last time it will again. We'll be in the hospital for like four days this next Tanner's time. Tanner's worst nightmare. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> he hates staying at the hospital. Um, but that's the thing. I actually would love if I had like a six hour above labor this time i am like i wish i could like i don't want to just have an adrenaline based labor again which i am mentally prepared for but it would I had my choice i would like to have a normal just let the baby slowly make its way out and then we could have a midwife at home and do a home birth so one of the reasons why Tanner and I are currently going to the doctor that we're going to who see, oversees these midwives for the birth center is because the 
birth center is actually closer to us than the midwife that we like. So that's like, it's right. like a, Theoretically, ti- it's a timing thing. If the water breaks, I mean, we could make it to this hospital faster than anyone could realistically make it to our house. Well, and we're only used to my, my labor starts when my water breaks, but some women are in labor before their water breaks. So we also, who knows what this one's going to do. I feel like my children love surprising me. Okay, so I want to talk about something really quick, just taking a break. A lot to think about in this COVID world. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of people listening to this podcast that have either had babies this year or will have babies this year. Um, But yeah, it's interesting to see just all the differences. And I guess you got to roll with the punches and just go with what feels right. But I'm sure it'll all be good. Whatever happens, we'll... We'll get through it, and then we'll just have three kids at home soon. And hopefully we don't have to stay at home with them forever. We get to leave the house. <laughs> I thought you want to stay home with them. Well, I'm okay with going like down the street, just not on vacation. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess, I guess that's like one of the things, too, is being pregnant during a pandemic. You're not supposed to be really going anywhere anyway. So it's kind of convenient in the fact that once we have our baby, we'll be hunkered down anyway. So it doesn't really affect us that things will be closed or partially closed or whatever may be the future. Um, But I do see on my Facebook group a lot women asking if the current situation of our country is preventing people from trying to plan their families. Like, would you intentionally have a baby during this pandemic? Would you intentionally? I mean... Like, would you... Like, if you're... If you've wanted to family plan, say we wanted... So our baby was a surprise. But say we were trying to plan for a baby, would you have been like, let's not... Let's stop for a while? Yeah, I mean, I totally understand that train of thought. I mean, because there's so much that goes into having a baby from just family planning, like the uncertainty of the world, the financial stress of it. So, like... Totally. Like if, if I was worried that like my work would get shut down, like, yeah, it's probably not the best time to add a baby. Um, just because you don't know if you're where your job might be, if, if you will have a job, if you might have to move. I mean, there are just so many uncertainties in the world that I totally, totally understand people put, you know, putting babies on pause this year as, as far as planning them. Um, and, and our, in certain situations, like if you, if you know, kind of, you know, what you're going to be doing, if you feel like your job is secure, if you know you're not going to have to move, then I think as long as you're okay with like some of the health risks, it's probably a good time to actually go through being pregnant and having a baby at home because realistically, you know, you're not going to be leaving the house that much anyways with a newborn. So if you're going to be stuck at home, why not go through the stuck at home period of having a kid. So I see both sides of the coin yeah. um, of it. Like if, if you're certain in your, in your situation and you just want to, you know, chill at home with your newborn and just ride this pandemic out and hope that, a, you know, vac- the vaccine comes soon and life can go back to normal next year. I get that. I also get if so many things are uncertain in your life that you don't want to add one more, you know, ball to juggle. Well, I mean, so many women are having babies right now and they're having them in normal hospital situations. Life has has to go on. That's the, that's exactly. And I think like, do you put your life on hold for something that's uncertain? 
Because we don't know how long this is going to, you know what I mean? We don't yeah. know the future. Sure. Nothing is, nothing is guaranteed. So if you've been trying to have a child for a while or you want your children close in age or there's certain reasons why, like you want a family plan right now, I feel like nothing's really guaranteed in life. So why, why put your life on hold for something that we don't know anything about? Yeah, yeah that, I, I lean that way. Like if you wanted to have a kid, I say go for it because we don't know what the future holds. Now, if you know your life is very up in the air right now and things are changing, I get it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, kids kids well, bring joy to your life and we could use all the joy we can get. That's true. So. And um, they are, I really do feel like the babies that are being born now, it's kind of like a special time and we're going to need like certain, we're going to need like the future to be change makers, you know, like so much is changing right now and we kind of need, I don't know, like the future generations so why would we put that on hold? These babies, I feel like, are going to be special change makers. That's my idea. Hopefully, my thought. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's just a weird year. Weird time. It's such a weird time. And then to, and to, and to, uh, moral of the, the story is to each their own. Because like, you, you have to do what's right for you. Well, we're in the thick of it. Like We have no choice. So we're just rolling with the punches. And it actually, there's only certain things that are stressful. And it actually is not too much different for me in a, in a way like there are things I worry about in certain things like I don't want to get COVID while pregnant obviously so that's like a concern but also we don't want to uh, mentally put our lives on hold for this long because we all like that affects your mental health it's just so much <laughs> it's well, just 2020 it's all just them 2020 so babies parents will have a story to tell that's yeah that's very true i am so thankful our children personally our children are young enough yeah they don't have a clue i mean hopefully you can just tell them stories of this time and just you know only have good things hopefully the world improves keeps you know keeps getting better and we can look back at this time and yeah move on um i do want to ask you moving forward um you mentioned earlier which i surprised this came out of your mouth mm. is you said uh we'll have we'll be uh, emmy and i will be outnumbered because there will be three boys in the house two right. girls you go unless we have another kid well i mean we didn't plan to have this one to be fair so <laughs> unless i go get the snip snip or something it could happen again so I don't want to say never. I think I'm pretty content with three. I don't feel the burning desire inside of me to have a fourth. When we first got married, you said you wanted four kids. I know. Did you like, self, are you self-prophesizing? Prof Is that a word? But maybe, maybe <laughs> I could see the future. But now that I've got two and one on the way, I'm feeling pretty good with this number right now. Although we do have a girl name that we really liked. So do that's we, do the we sad. Have... I think we're mourning. I think that's what we're mourning. We're mourning the girl name we wanted to so, name. Yeah. Our do we child. like have to have another kid just for the girl name? But then what if it's a boy? That's the whole gamble, you know. Like you don't know. It's fifty fifty. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think I'm done. I think I'm done. But I'm dreading getting the snip snip. So what happens? Do we just become abstinent? Well, 
That's the thing. I am like not very pro. I'm pro women should have a choice to take birth control and they should have access to birth control, but I'm not very pro putting myself on birth control because I like my natural body and what it tells me to do. So is this your way of saying I'm never having sex again? No, (laughs) this is, I mean, if you want to get the snippy. So it's either snip, snip, or don't get any. Or you can wear condoms, Tanner. There's other, or there's other types of contraception. Hmm. There's other methods. You act like it's My like, teachers in high school said abstinence was the only Well, no yes, option. that is the most absurd thing that's ever been taught in high school. I remember it. I know, but talk about a whole nother subject. It's just can you believe that's what they used to teach us? Do they still well, teach? It is it is that is true though. I mean, what are you talking about? Uh, contraception yes. isn't 100% technically. Well, yes. What are you what are you trying to say? Yes. But how many kids are actually going to be like, oh, okay. Oh, you mean just like the realisticness of them yes. staying absent? Okay, I get that. I thought you were challenging their scientific facts. <laughs> no, sperm can magically move <laughs> through the particles of the air. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like kids aren't going to, kids are going to, that's going to go in one ear and out the other if a kid is ready to experiment. Gotcha, gotcha. So... Give them the resources to maybe have safe sex. That's what I'm saying. So you're going to give me some resources when this is all done? I'm just saying there are other forms of contraception. I'll probably just get the snip snip. But we should probably wait like a year just because wait, wait a year or two because who knows? We might decide we want a fourth and I don't want to make... I'm not getting the snip snip twice in the reversal. That's for sure. If, if, I'm, if, it's, if it's happening, it's happening once. The snip and then the retie. Yeah, that's not a, that's not the, gonna, that's not going to be a thing for the me. The men. Yeah, I'm I'm fearing this so much already. So if I'm doing it, I'm doing it once. So maybe we should do other methods, and then in like two or three years, if we still feel like we're completely done, then I'll do it. Yeah. Fair. Is that our decision? I think it's fair because. Let's be real. With a newborn and couple other small kids. I'm not going to be getting a whole lot anyways. So this really could be a moot point. (laughs) But Life will be busy with kids. Yes, babies. Right. I know. I think that's like something that's pretty common with couples experiencing life with newborns and toddlers and all that juggle is sometimes your sex life changes. That's okay. I've come to accept this. Yeah. But it's just a stage and that's what we have to remind ourselves of. And we do like putting effort. We could probably both put a little more effort into it, but that's why we are doing things like um, Tanner and I are going to try to do a little staycation, just me and him soon. Just kind of like a little mini baby moon, I think, because we're not going to go travel. We don't think. So making time for each other in that way. You just have to make that effort even if you are completely exhausted by life. You know? I do. But it's a good exhaustion because our kids are the cutest nuggets ever. Agreed. They're so fun right now. We should talk about that. Yeah, they finally like each other. I like that. I feel like that happened around the time of our trip, actually. It was fun to watch them because for the longest time, Emmy just, I truthfully, like, just kind of, accepted Brooks but didn't really like him like she never laughed or like really interacted with him that much 
I think she thought he was cute or whatever, and she was like, okay, he's here to stay, this thing. Sometime, I think when they were in the back seat together for so long, (laughs) they just grew to like each other because they they would just laugh hysterically and like shake their heads and play. And they were, they were, it was like the first time I think I saw them like play a game together. They had their own little game going on that we didn't understand what was happening, but they were full laugh mode. Oh my gosh. Hysterically laughing for like 30 minutes straight, both of them just goofing around. And that was like, I was like, oh my God, our kids like each other now. <laughs> yeah. um, so that, that, it, it is fun now that Brooks is getting older. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, once he starts walking and once he can start verbalizing a few things, like it'll be really cute to see them play together because they are close enough in age that, you know, they can be little buds. Yeah, I feel like Emmy's done a 180 because now she's absolutely obsessed with him where it's almost to the point where she won't stop hugging him right. and she'll smothering la- oh my god she hugging. smothers him she like le- leeches on and he's trying to like crawl away and he's screaming and getting uncomfortable and she's like i love him i like him he needs my hugs he loves me he's funny and like he thinks i'm funny and i'm like mm-hmm. emmy okay yes yes all those things are true but you have to sometimes give him space i feel like now she gives him zero space but they're just the best of buds they have, yeah, it's fun. I feel like they have their own little language and they play together and uh, that's really cute. So uh, that'll be interesting to see now. Yeah, the, the dynamic, dynamic Yeah, the third kid. I do feel a little guilty about that. Why? Just because Brooks is so young still. And so when so the next... worried that he's not going to like, like be the baby long enough? Yeah, I feel like he'll be very confused. He won't remember. Like, this will just be life, though. They're going to be close enough that it's almost like they're just going to... He won't remember, but in the moment, he may feel sad, and that makes me sad. You think he will? I don't think he will. I don't. I think when he's one, you know, barely over one, like... What if I'm holding the baby or I'm nursing the baby, and he wants to be held, and he's crying and he's screaming because he wants to be held? Well, then I'll hold the baby and you hold him. We'll figure it out. But I, I don't think he's... Yeah. I think he's young enough that's just going to be life for him. Like, I know you stress about that. And, like, I do. I'm sad that they're not getting the baby anymore and this and that. But, like, there's going to come a time where they're going to be so glad to have each other because they're going to find us parents boring and they're going to love their siblings and playing mm-hmm. and it's going to enrich their lives. So, well, what's think funny, about that. I know. I try to remind myself because what's funny is we started trying for Brooks at the same age age brooks was or emmy was yeah, we when were, i got pregnant right because we tried about a year so we were trying to have emmy and brooks the same age gap that brooks and this new baby will be will be yeah. right if that makes sense so i try to remind myself like well hey like we intentionally started trying at this point that this age difference will be it just took us a long t- it took us almost 10 months but um so I try to remind myself that. And I remind myself that when I was pregnant with Brooks, I used to cry all the time about the same thing with Emmy. I'd be like, she's not going to be, you know, feeling like she has like this special bond and she's going to feel like the attention's taken away from her. And I would, I remember I cried. Do you remember that session I have with that therapist on, <laughs> on Instagram live? Vaguely, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, it was all about that. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there bawling and she was probably like, you're going to be just fine. Right. And it is. It's just fine. It's really... And me doesn't feel less loved no, at all. No. So I just need to remind myself yeah, that. It enriches their lives. Yeah. 
it'll just be there a new family dynamic and that's okay yeah but yeah we're excited it's gonna be here fast especially the way this year is going time is a warp so before you know it we'll have three and that'll be our new normal well i hope you guys have enjoyed our chit chat this was kind of just a random free i don't know like flowing conversation tanner and i just wanted to it's always kind of fun to do these ones where we just you and i talk yeah we're just giving an update we had no plans we just want to mostly talk about that we found out the sex of the baby and we're just really excited and now for me i feel a little bit more bonded to the baby in my belly like there's something special about it to me that knowing what the sex of the baby is. I know you wanted to make it a surprise. I did, yeah, I did want to wait just because with Emmy, we found out like at the doctor's office, like during the ultrasound, which was cool. And then with Brooks, we did the big, you know, gender reveal deal. And this one, I kind of wanted to just wait till it popped on out. But yeah, it's your body. So you make the rules. I think I would have been fine with that if I like would know I wasn't going to have such a crazy labor, you know? But since every, like the doctor and the midwives and everybody keep telling me, you know, you're going to have a fast labor again. It's just, that's what I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for. And when that happens, my adrenaline and my hormones and just like the shock of like, not even like mental shock, but like physical shock that my body went through. I was not even in the right frame of mind for probably three or four hours um, until my body calmed down. And so I don't even know if that moment would be something I would even really like remember or have be special to me because I would just be in this like alternate space. That's fair. So for me, it's like, what if I like, what if I'm not okay? Cause I kind of wasn't okay. So I, I was like, I just want to find out and then I can start planning. Maybe it's a planning thing too. I can start planning. You can buy all the little baby clothes. Yeah. And- yeah, I get it. And then I can look at Brooks and be like, I don't know, there's something more. I feel like I'm cherishing him more right now. So there's something like, oh, you're not going to be my only boy. So our, I need to. Our little middle child. Yeah, that's a thing too. Maybe this is why we need to have four because I hate how you call him middle child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to have middle child syndrome, if that, which every middle child says they have, so. He's my brother. My brother always loves to claim that. He's always like, middle child. Middle child, pity card. Yep. Well, we'll find out. We'll see. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to our little mini interview with Tanner and myself. Yep. Peace out, mommies. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed. Please leave us five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen. Give a review and say how awesome Tanner is. That'd be great. Okay. I'm okay with that. You deserve that credit. All right. Thanks everyone. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. From the Westwood one podcast network. (laughs) 